What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Harmony of Hustle podcast, where I'm documenting my journey of building my business from scratch all the way to hopefully 25 million and beyond, maybe even a billion. I'm going to be interviewing a ton of people, documenting the ups, the downs, everything about this process, as well as talking about things that I do in my personal life and hopefully bringing you guys as much value as humanly possible. So tune in, enjoy, and welcome to the Harmony of Hustle. What's going on, everybody? Uh, good morning. In today's episode, I just want to kind of do a end of the year recap. I know I'm a couple days late, but uh, you know, with being in a service business, uh, unfortunately, uh, things come up. So, finally, got a little bit of time to record this, but I want to just do a quick end of the year and just kind of go over some lessons learned as well as just see where we're going for the next year. So. Uh, this year we started the business roughly around March. Uh, we didn't actually start operating until April and just by end of the year statistics, we did roughly 380 K in gross revenue, which to be honest, isn't too bad, especially for just starting the business eight months ago. So going to our second year, I definitely think we can crack a million, which is going to be the goal. Uh, learned a lot of lessons this year, especially running uh, a home service business where we're dealing with clients and installers and financing and all the things that go with that. And uh, especially with lead sources being an issue at the beginning, I think we got some good insights on exactly which ones work and how they work. Um, and surprisingly, our three highest lead gen sources this year were Home Advisor or Angie Leads, as it's now called, uh, our web presence, just getting organic search uh, through Google and being sponsored on Google. And then door knocking was uh, our, our, our third highest. Actually, no, door knocking was our second highest grossing uh, revenue stream. So uh, Angie Leads, I think from our ROI perspective, was probably the highest and best investment we made this year, uh, which is interesting because at the start of the year, I'd say for the first two to three months, it was horrible. Uh, it really didn't work out that well for us. We were sp we were putting a lot of money in and we were just not seeing any sort of decent return on it. However, we found out a way to actually optimize that and we were able to get a 13 to one return on investment. We put in throughout the year about seven grand and Angie Leeds brought us back about 107k in gross. So seven grand for 107k, roughly 13 to one. Math might be a little off on that, but really, really good return on investment. So going into the new year, we've quadrupled our budget over there uh, because once you find something that has that good of return on investment, we can just turn on the faucet and really just bring in the money. And the thing that I learned from, especially Angie Leeds specifically, is you definitely have to have multiple touch points in place to immediately hit them. So. The way our process works and the way we've been able to optimize it is the moment that lead comes in, I carry the, the work phone, I immediately shoot them a phone call. It doesn't matter what time that lead comes in, I set it so I automatically can call them. One hack that I found is I called Angie Leads and when you first set up your account with them, they're going to give you kind of like a home advisor Angie Leads number. So the lead will come in, you'll call, and then it'll screen it as if it was coming from them. There's a way to make it so you can actually see all their information and turn off that process. You just have to call them and say, hey, I want to be able to contact the customer directly using their phone number. Now, the pros of that is you can directly call them, directly text them instantly. So that's what we do. Um, the downside is if you get a bad lead, 
you can't just request a credit online anymore. So you do have to call them, which isn't a big issue. What I do is I do a monthly uh, catch up where I'll call them and I'll just write notes on every bad lead and I'll just go through every single one and get a credit for them at the end of the month. That's been working out really well for me and it's not super labor intensive. But uh, back to the framework is once you have that phone number, call them immediately. If they don't answer, leave them a message. I immediately send them a text message from that number. So they get two, two touch points right there. But then our CRM will automatically, the moment we have an API set up with Home, Home Advisor. So the moment that lead comes in, it immediately goes into our CRM. So not only do we text them and we call them, our CRM will call them. Well, our, excuse me, our CRM will send them a text message and will email them right away. So within probably a one to two minute time frame, they get four different touch points from us, which means odds are we're going to get some sort of response, which is what's been happening. Um, and what's beforehand, before we had this process, we weren't really getting a good response rate from these clients or they'd go to another company. Now we're getting a much higher uh, throughput. People are answering their phones, people are setting appointments, and we've been closing a high number of these appointments now. The other thing that goes along with that is our reviews. So Home Advisor especially is highly, highly, highly review dependent. So the, obviously the more reviews you have, the one, the more likely someone is going to do business with you because they can see your profile there when they're looking at your company. And the amount of leads that will actually sit with you goes up. I didn't know if that was actually a thing, but it was a big difference from when we only had four reviews to 10 reviews, the number of sits that we would get. Then from 10 to 17, drastic change. So if you're in the home service business and you're using that lead platform, even if you get a lead that's not from there, that is the number one place I would have them leave a review. I would have them leave a review there and leave a review on Google. And I would offer your customer a discount to get that review if you can. It really does pay dividends and it's worth discounting your prices to get those reviews, especially in the beginning. Because as a new business, those reviews are your lifeblood. If you don't have them, you're not going to make money. Um, the second lead source this year that I talked about that did really well was our door knocking. So I was fortunate enough to bring a lot of people over from the solar industry where I was building up that, that startup for somebody else. Um, so we were able to really hit the door running, uh, door knocking for water treatment, especially is much harder than any other industry I found mainly because there's no initial pain point. So trying to set an appointment there at the door is a lot more difficult. However, I have found a workaround where if you just ask to get a water sample from them and test it off site and then call them back with the results, you'll get a much higher, uh, not appointment rate, but you get a much higher response rate from people on the doors. They'll give you their phone numbers or emails, um, at least some basic information. So you contact them. And then at that point, it really doesn't matter, you know, whether they sit or not, because once you have their contact information, you put them in your CRM, you can let your automations do most of the work for you, but then we can put them through our cadence, our callback cadence, where we can then continue to call them back. And what we found is although we will get a high number of responses, we'll get about a 20, 15 to 20 responses. 20% response rate from those. And then from those will close about 80, 90%. So as long as you're in the 10 to 20% range of people from those appointments actually sitting, it works out really well. Um, if you do have setters, you can pay them on a commission basis, or you can pay them per demo or per water sample. We have switched from the sit sale model to the demo model. Uh, that way, every time they get a water sample, they get paid. You just have to monitor it very closely and make sure that you set a threshold. So for us, if they're not getting good contact information and the 
number of people that actually sit from their water tests are lower than 15%, then we take away the the commission structure on that until they get that percentage back up. And then they're only paid on sit sales again, because you will get some bad actors that will obviously try to take advantage and just set really bad appointments and we'll just get their paydays from it. So you want to be really careful with that. Um, also all my, uh, we have a door knocking community here. So even my sales guys, uh, they knock their own doors, which really helps us with self gens. So that way they will go in, knock doors and sell their own appointments. Uh, they also get paid significantly more uh, on their commission for that. So that's a really good way to incentivize your team is by giving them your sales guys an incentive to generate leads for you. And then the last lead source that we really made a ton of money on was uh, was Google. Um, we do have an in-house guy now that runs it, uh, but we do pay to be sponsored on Google and we have about a $500 a month budget. And one thing that really helped us grow is we actually set a new Google location for every single area that we operate, which does a lot for us is because we service the entire state of Virginia, or at least a major part of Virginia, what we found is if someone were to look us up, even if we were sponsored, having our one location in Virginia Beach would actually hinder the likelihood that they would call us because in their minds, we're so far away, why would we serve them? So we set up different Google profiles in the four main cities of Virginia where we operate, and that has dramatically increased the number of phone calls we got. And because we are sponsored through Google, it reflects on all of these locations, so we do get higher up on the search bar. And because we are really heavy on reviews, we have five stars across the board, the customer will see us as a five-star company there and they'll give us a call. The nice thing is about Google, although the number of reviews do matter, what we have found is customers really don't seem to pay attention too much to how many uh, reviews you actually have, just what your review count is. So even if you only have like four or five reviews on Google, even in those locations, it's okay. That was something I was worried about at first because our Virginia Beach location, we had way more reviews. Um, and then in these other locations, we didn't really have any. We only had like two or three per location, but it really doesn't matter. And the nice thing is you can still link them to your main uh, headquarter page. So that way they can see, oh, you guys have been around for a while. You, you have done a, a bigger scope of work that tends to uh, alleviate any fears that the clients might have. So those are the three main ways that we were able to, to really create a ton of revenue this year and with really healthy margins as well. I think we were operating around 35, 45% net margins. So it really allowed us to make some mistakes and put money into other uh, networking opportunities. I'd say as of right now, the loss leader for our networking was definitely social media. Trying to market wire treatment on Facebook and Instagram has been a massive loss leader, but we got a new commercial coming out soon, which I'm hoping will change that. And let's see what else. Um, advertisements were really good as far as ROI, but we didn't get a lot of response from it. And that would be our door signs, um, our yard signs and our, my truck that's wrapped. I think we got three closes off that. Um, we had a couple partner referrals. I think going into next year, that is definitely the area that we need to focus on more is really getting more referral business from our clients. Obviously being new, it was harder to get, but we, we definitely need to work on that. And then we had a bunch of other random ones. We had some web traffic from, from paid ads that came in. Um, we had some mailers that came in. We got a few deals throughout the year off that nothing significant. And, uh, we also did uh, an agency list where we paid an agency to scrape consumer lists for us. Uh, didn't really get much traction on that. I've found for water treatment, especially you can get deals and get volume with consumer lists, but at the, as a startup, if you have a small team, 
it's probably not the best idea to do that just because your small team will get burnt out running really underqualified appointments. So that is kind of the wrap for the year. Um, I hope you guys learned something. I uh, hope maybe one of the ways that we were able to market and make some money will help your business. Uh, as always, you know, feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions. Um, you can follow me at JS underscore shoes on Instagram, uh, Clearwave Water on Instagram. Uh, also, you can follow me on TikTok at the Water Boy Official and uh, anywhere else that you want. I will link it in this uh, this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you found some value, please share it with somebody else who might also find some value and I'll love you guys for life. Peace.